Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint Scripture Poetry Podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is Matthew chapters 19 and 20, Mark chapter 10, and Luke chapter 18. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by the account of the rich young man as recorded in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. To a Rich Young Man The boatsman reaches the landing partly by pulling, partly by letting go. Egyptian proverb. Imagine yourself a loamy field along the Nile, fed by silt-laden floods, green and rippling with wheat, lush, beautiful, blessed. Imagine the farmer who turns your soil, plants, nourishes your growth. Will he leave you unharvested, unthreshed, unable to feed his family? You will be scythed, left fallow for a season, until you are replenished, then emptied again and again. That is the way of fields. But you can choose. Regret every harvest as perpetual loss, or imagine yourself a basket of bread, blessed, past, never running out. I sympathize so much with the young man in this story. He appears to be faithful and sincere. He worked hard to keep the commandments, yet he still wanted to know what more he could do. The scriptures say Jesus loved him, so I think he must have been asking in earnest and not just to show off. I wonder if he had considered what Jesus might have said to him beforehand. What did he think the answer was going to be? I fear that I would respond very much the same way he did. I'm very attached to having a sense of security, and financial security is a big part of that. I think that making myself do things like pay tithing and fast offerings and Donating to other worthy causes is one way to help myself not be so attached to money, but still, it would be really hard to sell or give away everything that I have. Even outside of finances, though, it's still scary for me to consider asking the Lord what I can do better. I love feeling loved and appreciated, and I don't love being criticized or called to repentance, even when I need it. I need to ask myself these questions. What can I do to prepare to ask the Lord what I lack? How can I humble myself to accept the answer? Am I willing to do anything that he asks? The message of the rich young man's story is not that we should keep quiet or we might not like the answers we get. It is not even that the young man lost his only chance at salvation. I don't think he lost that. But maybe he lost a chance at something better and more meaningful in his life. Maybe the message of this story is that we need to prepare ourselves to do whatever we're called upon to do, however small or great, because we don't want to miss out on the higher blessings God has for us. In the 2019 Come Follow Me manual, the lesson covering this scripture reference included a suggestion to read a talk by Elder Larry R. Lawrence of the Quorum of the Seventy titled, What Lack I Yet? I especially remember this talk from the October 2015 General Conference because of one of the stories he told. He said, 
I knew a faithful mother who humbled herself and asked, what is keeping me from progressing? In her case, the response from the spirit came immediately. Stop complaining. This answer surprised her. She had never thought of herself as a complainer. However, the message from the Holy Ghost was very clear. In the days that followed, she became conscious of her habit of complaining. Grateful for the prompting to improve, she determined to count her blessings instead of her challenges. Within days, she felt the warm approval of the Spirit. I was impressed by this woman's courage. I'm kind of a complainer myself, and so it would be hard for me to hear that if I didn't think I was a complainer. I learned from her that when I ask the Lord what is keeping me from progressing, I need to be willing to do whatever is asked, not to look to be reassured that I'm already doing well enough. Recognizing I'm imperfect is good, but I also need to do what I can to repent and improve. If I ask what is keeping me from progressing, the Holy Ghost can give advice tailored to me, things others don't know about me or don't have the courage to say to me. Also, I think it is probably easier to take this kind of advice when it comes from the Lord. It feels less hurtful than if a friend or a spouse gave it. Or at least I feel like I don't have my guard up as much against getting my feelings hurt when I'm praying and and conversing with the Lord than if it were someone mortal. Now let's talk about one of the devices in this poem. Note that it begins with an epigraph, which is a short quotation at the beginning of a book or a chapter or a poem that suggests the theme for the work you're about to read. I chose this Egyptian proverb because I felt like it related to the idea of how to attain the kingdom of heaven, which was the concern of the rich young man. A boatsman coming to shore is trying to attain a safe landing. When you are in a boat guiding it to the dock, you can't force it. You might try to combine efforts of pulling a rope to get closer, but also letting it go slack so the boat can sort of glide into the appropriate position. By including this proverb, I wanted to suggest that as we are moving toward the kingdom of heaven, sometimes we need to work hard to repent and improve, and sometimes we need to relax and let the Lord work on us. In the case of the young man, he had spent a lifetime of being good and following the commandments. What he needed to do next was let go of his reliance on earthly wealth and follow the Lord. It's a hard balance. It seems like the Lord is always surprising us with what he requires at one time versus another. But he is always trying to work his way around our new blind spots and help us see a different perspective. Now I'll read the poem for you again. To a Rich Young Man The boatsman reaches the landing, partly by pulling, partly by letting go. Egyptian proverb. Imagine yourself a loamy field along the Nile, fed by silt-laden floods, green and rippling with wheat, lush, beautiful, blessed. Imagine the farmer, who turns your soil, plants, nourishes your growth, will he leave you unharvested, unthreshed, unable to feed his family? You will be scythed, left fallow for a season, until you are replenished, then emptied again and again. That is the way of fields. But you can choose. Regret every harvest as perpetual loss, 
or imagine yourself a basket of bread, blessed, past, never running out. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash latterdaysaintpoetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes, along with a link to Elder Lawrence's talk, What Lack I Yet, that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.